right, Josh. So besides Scream, I just saw saw three movies: uh, Encanto, Don't Look Up, and then. So we talked about the other two previously, uh, but Pig. Have you seen Pig? Why does that sound familiar? It's the Nicolas Cage movie that people have been rambling about, where his pig gets stolen and he goes to yeah, find yeah, it. Yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> Please tell me that was good. So people people watch the trailer and think it's like John. It is nothing like John Wick. The, the similarities in it are that a man is wronged involving an, an involves an animal, and then the similarities end. Uh, but it's really good. I liked it. It says some. It says some interesting things about grief says some interesting things about being genuine and chasing what you want. There's a scene where he's talking to a chef at the dinner table that he knew. And the chef's very la-di-da. And he's like, well, when you worked for me, you wanted to run a pub. Like, why, why are you doing this instead? Like, for these people, for these reviews? Like, this isn't real. And it's just, like, when when he gets nom- when Nicolas Cage gets nominated for this, for best, uh, best, uh, best actor they like you know how like they'll play a scene when like they go through the best actors that'll be the scene they pull up from this because it is so good and i know nick cage is like very hit or miss with his stuff i know people like to like the clown on the guy but it's really good (laughs) it's really good and that like all all three movies i watched that night were really good and canto's got some interesting things about family dynamics and the things that can hurt a family overall and then don't look up is just basically a metaphor for all this COVID stuff. I won't, I don't want to spoil any of the movies, but they're all really good in their own way. I know don't look up is kind of polarizing. I haven't heard anything bad said about pig though. And it's short. It's only an hour and a half. So I love it when I pull up a movie and it's under two hours. I'm like, yes, yes. I'm not going to be here for two hours. Yes. I'm so excited. And then I also watched Ted Lasso. Uh, the season two of Ted Lasso. Have you watched any of Ted Lasso? No, I have not. But I keep, people, you tell me I need oh, to. Oh, Josh, just watch Ted Lasso. Do yourself a favor. Well, I need to do myself a favor after Friday. Guess what? I watched Friday. What did you watch Friday? Captain Marvel. Oh boy, how was it? That's the. It's one of the Marvel movies I haven't seen. It's okay. So I mean, obviously, it's building more plot and explaining what's going on, but. I still can't find a reason to enjoy it. Like it has it, it, like one or two moments where I'm like, okay, this is pretty, you know, it's good or it's funny. And then after that, it's like, ah, it's, I, it's okay. So I, I lied when I said I haven't seen it. So when, what was part one? Uh, oh, Infin- when Infinity Wars came out, I was standing in line to get into it. And the theater right next to me had uh, Captain Marvel playing. So I snuck in and watched like 10 minutes of it. And it was actually it was actually a really like fun little scene, and it was her running through like a ship, like the upper deck of a ship, and just like beating up guys. It seemed fun, and I liked that Nicholas. Uh, I almost called Nicholas Cage. I liked that Samuel <laughs> L. Jackson as Nick Fury was in it, but otherwise I was because in Infinity War, I'm sorry, in Endgame, the only reason they brought her in was to have her save. Tony, basically, because other than that, I don't really see what purpose he, she serves. I think they were trying to serve her up as this like all-powerful person who is supposed to have like a bigger role in the game. But I think because of the fact that people, from my understanding, in the crew did not like Brie Larson, she was like a really aggressive person towards everyone. Well, she's—I think she's 
like aggressive to begin with. Like I think that's well, right. just who she that's her brand. But right. But everybody else in there is like super like nice and can be a little snotty in some aspects, but like she's she was like so aggressive. Like people are like, I don't want to work with her. So they're like, okay, we're gonna dub her down to this. She the only reason she is relevant to the plot is because she not only saves Tony, but she also destroys Thanos' ship at the end. Yeah, so she saves Tony. Like she's floating in space for some reason. She's like, Oh, it's Tony Stark, I'll go save him. And then at the end, she plays P-Knuckles with Thanos for a little bit. But then it's Tony Stark that ends up beat. So, like, yeah, she brought back the guy who ends up beating Thanos. But also, my same question is, like, and I think it's the messy part of the MCU in general, is when you start messing with the timeline, and because Captain Marvel's set in the 90s, right? She's like a... Yeah, 95, I think. She's like a Harrier, a Harrier pilot in the 90s or something in the Air Force. 80, late 80s. Late 80s. So... Where is she? Been? I know. I know her thing is like, oh, well, I have to save all these places. I have to be everywhere all the time. But you're telling like, you, you didn't think any of these threats were big enough to come back. Like, what was going on? And and I hope they address this in Captain Marvel two, where she's off somewhere fighting this big thing. And like, I hope they said it at the same time as like, you know, like Ultron or something. Because I'm sitting here thinking like, yeah, Ultron was a bad dude. Uh, the guy who fought Thor and Thor two was a bit like all these dudes like did some pretty bad stuff and it was pretty heavy and it was a big struggle, but you were off floating. And that's, that's the complaint for all the heroes in general, because it's very convenient that the Avengers are together. Now they're not the Avengers are together. Now they're not. And I, I said the same thing about iron harvest. All these characters get together to go stop this big bad guy. But then like, after they get together, they split up off onto their own adventures, and it's like, I thought we were stopping the bad guy. Well, let's face it, the only time that ever happens is usually a JRPG, and that's because you have all the people on your team, or they die. The Marvel Cinematic Universe needs to take its lessons from JRPGs. Like, hey guys, these evil things are here, we need to stick together. Cause even- but then again... I take that back now because you could even say that. But if you look at it, like if you look at like Final Fantasy VII, for example, when you're fighting uh, Genova Reborn at the end, and you have your two separate parties, it's like, wait, where's the rest of my crew? There's only three of us here. There's like seven. What the hell? But they all stuck. They were all together the whole time. Even like Final Fantasy X and then X two. Like yeah, everyone kind of went off and did their own thing after X. But a lot of them were still together in X2. I think they became pop stars, if I'm remembering correctly. Only one became a pop star. <laughs> they, be, they all became pop stars. Everybody in Final Fantasy. Hey, everybody. This is Smashing Game Times. I am Nick. I still sound like I have a head cold. Josh, say hi to the people. Hi, everyone. Oh, I'm pointing the wrong direction. I guess you're pointing the way wrong direction. I think I'd have the direction down by now, but I don't. No. Today we are doing 2003. Yes, 2003. Josh, what do you think about 2003? Not just in games-wise, but like 2003-wise. So I actually slept on it because I was thinking back and I'm like, there's only like a handful of things I could think of that made 2003 stick out. But I was like, it was probably a weird year. But then as I was like reviewing it, I'm like, I I can't believe it. It it just like, it it came out of nowhere. I remember, so the thing that stands out the most about 2003 for me was that was the year that our basic cable started picking up tech TV. Yeah. Yeah, those were the good right, years. I remember that. That's when we learned about X-Play and Morgan Webb. And, and I liked Adam Sessler more, honestly. I, uh, I like Morgan Webb, but let's just face it, she was hot. Yeah, she. Yeah, yeah. and we were we were at that stage of liking girls. Girls. And, yeah, and 
yeah, I get that. And she was a girl who played video games, which we didn't have a lot of experience with. Like that was only on RuneScape. That was oh. Well, I didn't play RuneScape. You'd have to tell us about that. Folks, before, we'll we, get talk about sta- later. <laughs> before we get started, you can find us on anywhere that you listen to podcasts. We are also up on YouTube. Do us a favor if you haven't already. Head over to Apple Podcasts, rate and review. I left a wonderful review about the time Josh cried over a Danish in our childhood. If you could please hop in there and give us a review, we'd love to read it right here in this spot of the podcast in a future episode. So if you could do that for us, that would be amazing. Josh, do you have any requests for the people? <laughs> I'm, st- I mean, Nick's the only one to roast me. It was a weak one, guys. I need some fire. Oh, it was so good. You cried over that Danish, Josh. Come that's on. As, that's as, that's that's as old as our childhood. It doesn't count anymore. It's like you, that's, you're like that's the only thing you come up with is over a Danish, and it's like, dude, that was like twenty years ago. I wanted, Let it go. I wanted something short and simple that would just be a, like a little pokey knife, like a little. It was more like a mosquito bit me. I'm like, ow. I thought it. I thought it was a good one. So you know what, Josh? I'm just gonna have to ask you to not be mean about my um, about my roast of you. What do you say we okay. go ahead and jump into 2003? Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. So right off the bat. I had Josh pull this, so if we miss anything, please send your angry emails to Josh. Well, hold on. There were some games I did skip over, but in my defense, it was like a lot of the same, or it was like not as good. Josh, the rule is we cover everything on the count. No, we don't cover everything on the calendar year, <laughs> or else we we I think we tried to do that with the 2000 episode, and we were here yeah, for almost forever. two hours. Uh, so, <clears throat> starting in January, January 11th, Dynasty Warriors 3 Extreme Legends came out. It's a Dynasty Warriors game, right, Josh? Yes, it it's is. It's Dynasty Warriors. That's, uh, there's not a video for this one, guys. It's the same thing. They're still making them. I think they're called like Hyrule Warriors and Persona Strikers and whatever. No, those are just those branch offs, branch offs of them. But yes, essentially the same thing. Same game. So if, if you, you've seen it, you know what we're talking about. Exactly. January 14th, SimCity 4, another SimCity. Uh, I don't. So this was still on PC, if I'm remembering correctly. I don't think mm-hmm. they had made the console jump quite yet. We weren't quite in the age of, oh, it's day and date PC and console. I think we are still a little ways away from this. Any any highlights on SimCity, Josh? No. No? It's, just, it's, it's your basic, I mean, literally. It's same thing with Dynasty Warriors. You've, if you've seen one, you've seen them all. There's not much of a difference at this point. Okay. Uh, January 22nd. I'm a, I'm disappointed Josh pulled a video for this. I was hoping we'd get away without pulling the video. You don't uh, have to pull the video. I just put it on there. January 22nd, Dead or Alive at Stream Beats Volleyball. If you are a volleyball aficionado, uh, you knew what this game was. Hold on, I'm pulling up the video. Yep, there it is. Yep. I'm shaking my head. Uh, this came out a few months right after BMX Triple X. Uh, I think video games were kind of... Uh, Still edgy at this point, don't you think, Josh? Yeah, I mean, obviously it's not as uh, proficient, I guess. But I mean, at this point, this is like they were trying different physics, and uh, we know what the physics they were going for in this one. Could you imagine working? I think are these. No, this isn't Tecmo. This is um, I forget the exact company. But can you imagine working for this company and you're applying somewhere else? Like, oh, like what? What was your job at your last place? And like, oh, I did the jizzle, I did the jizzle, the jiggle physics in Dead or Alive Extreme Beach Volleyball. 
<laughs> See, this was more of like a. I guarantee you, someone had like a fanfare, which is like, uh, well, we love the fighters in these games, and they're really cute. But can we get them doing something other than fighting each other? Like, hey, we love that. We love the jiggle. We love that they're fighting. But what do you guys think about volleyball? Yeah, that we're, that's all I'm gonna say yeah. about that. We're we're gonna move on from there. We're gonna move on from that one. Um, like I said, you didn't have to pull the video, but I was just like, no, I, you never know. Josh is making me the bad guy now. I am making the bad guy. Uh, Nick, I may have provided the link, but you pulled the trigger. Uh, so then a few days later, Devil May Cry 2 came out. And I know people are really split on this one. Josh, did you ever play this one? I did. Um, I'm right there with them. I'm a little split on it. Like, it, it's good. I mean, it. Going okay, so back in the day, going from one to this was obviously good. Like they built more on it, but if you compare it to all of them, it's like two. I think, in my opinion, is the weakest. It just, it, I, they like. I remember always looking at footage of this game and being like, "Did they?" It feels like they pulled the camera way back. Yeah, I think they were trying to like fix it because, like, if you remember one, one was definitely a lot more enclosed spaces because you're in a, like a castle. Right. So with this one, it was like, okay, we're going to try and make it more outdoorsy and make it more roomy where it's like, okay, we made it a little too roomy. And I think that's where they built on three. I think that's why, in my opinion, three is still the best one of all of them because yeah, just, they just they perfected it. I'm watching this. And I'm just like, yeah, I have no desire to play this. And three, three would come out, I think, three or four years later. And I remember playing like the first five or six levels of three. I never beat it, but those five or six levels I played were really enjoyable. Yeah, if I had to say, three is definitely my most played, and then four is right behind it with then one and two. Because I've beat, I've beaten one, never went back and played it, and I've beaten two, never went back and played it again. So I hear the new The Devil May Cry, I guess the reboot, I hear that did some pretty good stuff that people liked. Yeah, but it was just a one-time thing. Now we're back to the main timeline with five, so. Mm. All right, moving on. We are into February. Command and Conquer Generals comes out. Thank you for putting an RTS on here, Josh. I appreciate you. I tried to pull a video, but every video I pulled was, like, terrible quality. Oh, oh I mean, it's an old RTS. So of course it is. And I'm sure it was um, a rough YouTuber or a rough Twitcher putting it up who was like, Hey, guys, we're going to play our, this RTS game. Yeah, it was a lot, of, a lot of the games for this year were just very rough on not just, like, the quality of the videos, but just in general. Like, they weren't the best, obviously, but... Now, this next one that came out February 13th, I think, aged pretty well. They just they just announced a new one. I can't wait to play it. I haven't played Blacklist, but that's the only one I haven't played. Uh, Splinter Cell. All I right. wish I could go back and play these again, because I think it was Chaos Theory is when I finally learned how to do the lock mechanic. Yeah, and this tutorial kicked my ass when I was a kid. I don't think yeah. I could ever beat it. I don't think I could either. I think, honestly, I really didn't get into it and enjoy it until Chaos Theory. And I think at that point, that's when they started to like, really perfect everything. Plus, the, the multiplayer, when they started doing that stuff, was actually a lot of fun at the time. I think it was this part right here that this guy's stuck on, that I got stuck on. So basically, I was like a game journal, a games journalist when it came to beating this part. <laughs> You could never do it. Could never you do, do stupid it. things. Hold on, let's get Sam Fisher in the dark because the training room is just too bright. Look at him. I love that they're able to hide so many things in the dark. So if something was rough, they could just make it dark. 
Oh yeah, that was perfect. So like yeah, when you start when you bring the characters out into the light, you're like ooh, but when they're in the dark, you're like oh yeah, <laughs> they look nice. Oh wow, this is still training. We're ten minutes into the video. Literally, it's all training. I couldn't find a video outside of training. I did love being able to shoot out the lights. That's something that games nowadays just don't do or appreciate enough of is being able to shoot out lights and being able to maneuver in the dark. So I I I think. Splinter Cell did a great job of introducing the like the light factor because at this point I don't think that was really anything in games. Maybe besides Thief, but Thief was always in the dark. I don't think there's any levels in the day. I think the Thief had like some shat like a little shadow bar, kind of like how this does. But yeah, I think Splinter Cell was like the first like mainstream one where people were like, "Oh, guys, like actional or espionage action tactics are back." Well, Metal Metal Gear had like this slogan like what was it espionage i forget i'd have to look it up i'm not gonna spend too much time on that but it was just dumb because they just said all these like buzzwords one after the other and you're like ah yes makes sense Espe- tactical espionage stealth stuff continuing through february uh a game that recently had a release Sin Megami Tensei 3 nocturne Never played it, but I honestly I keep seeing the trailers for this and the newest one, and I'm like, I I play it like I I enjoy these kind of games, so I definitely would like to pick it up. I just can't justify sixty bucks on a older game that just got remastered. Well, and they just put five out too, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. So my question is, are these are basically Persona, like same like engine, same like kind of concept gameplay wise, but Senmega I. Was Semigami Tensei more like body horror and like scary, like Lovecraftian horror? I think so. I'm not, so I'm not really big into this Shin Megami Tensei. I just seen trailers and uh, concept stuff for it. So it's like interesting and I just never got a chance to play it. So I can't speak for it like even 30%, but I would say that probably sounds right just based on what I've seen. Okay. I, Cause I remember again, we had, we had tech TV around this time and I remember them doing coverage and it was just very like, grotesque if i'm remembering the right game uh so we're moving into march Uh, another game that josh is standing over over here uh zone of enders 2 came out pull this video up for us uh josh did you you've played the whole series right yeah what do you what do you think of this one definitely improved on the first or like i said the first i think it was just kind of like a love project just trying to branch out this one was more than that. There's obviously a, a whole plot, uh, the graphics, the the I mean, just everything in it's fantastic. And this is actually another one that they went ahead and remastered. And now it's actually not only available and remastered, but if you have, uh, but you can on PlayStation VR and on uh, all the other VR headsets, you can play it in VR mode. Was so that... I think it's like, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was gonna say, was Kojima also on this one? I think Kojima was also on this one. But I think he was like there just to overlook the story, where they had a whole new team come in to work on the combat and visuals. Because the, com- I mean, the combat on this one was way better than the first one. So it's similar, but it's more fast paced. There's more abilities. There's a whole bunch of new enemies. Like this, literally, the first enemy you fight is a wave of these new little bots that were never introduced. So. Um, it does a really good job on everything. Um, I'm even playing through the remaster right now because I'm a nerd. So uh, I will let everybody know how that goes. But yeah, they, it just all in all, it's better than the first and superb in everything, in my opinion. 
Yeah, so, so. Time, timeline-wise, I think this would have been when Kojima was working on uh, MGS3, because MGS3, I think, is next year. So yeah, yeah. Were... So I think he was. I think he was finishing up, or they were still working on it when this was being worked on. So he was like, "Okay, well, I can't be there for everything. I'm just." He's basically there for a plot, and everything else was done by a, a, a different team. So it looks beautiful. And I think this is the original. This is not even the uh, remaster, if I remember correctly. Good job, Kojima. Uh, let's see here. What, what else? Have, what else have we pulled? So we're still in March, March thirtieth. Marvel vs. Capcom. Cop, yeah, Capcom Two: New Age of Heroes. Is this a DLC for the game, Josh? Uh, no. So they had different versions. So you had Marvel vs. Capcom Two, and then there's like two other versions. This one, I believe, had all the characters. So basically, everything Marvel vs. Capcom Two was in this one. Mm. So like updated like so like if you went to the arcades you just played the Marvel vs Capcom 2 or Marvel vs Capcom 2 whatever the other title was but this one was like the the only home release one I believe so this had everything in it yeah I remember not being able to play it on consoles until because this was Dreamcast the original was Dreamcast like the original version mm-hmm. of two and then I don't remember like because it didn't come to Xbox at least for us until 360 I think it was PS2 for PS2? this one okay I believe so yeah. I yeah, with this one, it had all the characters from Capcom and Marvel. I could not hold my own in this game. I would get destroyed. Okay. I tried going to the arcades the other day. And I saw this and I tried playing it, and I got my ass kicked. See, and I did it now. Come on. No, it's okay. It's just the a word. Case in point, I played Killer uh, 2013's Killer Instinct the other day. AI was just handling me, just giving giving me the business. I had no. It was like, sit down, kid. Get out of here. <laughs> Not in my arcade, sir. You, sir, are getting out of here. Was Marvel was Marvel vs. Capcom two the first one to do like the hey you have three people switch between them? Yeah, because I think Marvel vs. Capcom was either one v one or it had two v two possibly. Okay, so the th- the three v three was like probably like the thing that set them apart, right? Yeah. Uh, let's see, moving into April. Uh, Postal 2 on April 15th. Now, this is probably one of the first games I saw covered on Tech TV because they were kicking a, um, a detached body part from a person around a, around a town. And I think <laughs> this game also had a P button. Yes. It had a P button. There was a lot of controversy with this game at the time when it was being released. And they just put a movie out for it, too, recently. I think it wasn't about... Po- it was just called Postal, but... Yeah, this game was... a. Uh... This might be worth checking out to see if it holds up. Yeah, the only reason I didn't make a video of it because it's very graphic already. and I'm not trying to see how gross it is. And I appreciate you for not pulling a video of the next one either. Uh, Ikaruga. Because that I, honestly, was... I didn't realize it released for the GameCube. Yeah, that was. I think that was its first... It was in arcades, but that was its first console stop. came out the yeah. same day as Postal, so those games will forever be locked together in our heads. Uh Ikaruga is unforgiving. It, if you don't know what we're talking about, pull up a video of it. But it's the bullet shooter where you are you have two polarizations of your ship, the white ship and the black ship. If you're the black ship, you can take the black bullets. If you're the white ship, you can take the white bullets. I think there's only five or six stages. Uh, you get points. You get points for like having a continuous combo of like, oh, you're getting eaten up by these bullets, or oh, hey, you're ki- you killed all the white ships, so you got like a big white ship combo. Uh, tough game, tough game, and I'm sure there are people out Very there. Hard. 
I'm sure there are people out there who've played like passive runs where they only killed the bosses, and I hate them for it. But it's a f- if you love bullet hell, like this is this is like this game is on the bullet hell uh, Mount Rushmore for sure. Because I forget who it, this is. I think they're tre- I think it's Treasure is the developer of this. And I mean they're yeah, both right. they're beloved. I don't. I remember I was looking at their Wikipedia page a few weeks ago for some reason. And I don't think they've had a major release since this game. But it's a banger. So like this this was a side project. I always love it when a developer comes out with a game that was oh, you know, this is just something we're farting around with. We hope you guys like it. And it people end, it ends up being their thing. Right. Uh, so we're moving into May. We're mo- Josh, I might have you make these lists for now on. We're moving pretty good. Uh May 6th was a Castlevania Era of Sorrow. Was this another Game Boy Advance game? Yes, this was the one that introduced one of the newer main characters people that fell in love with, Soma, Cruz. Cruz? This guy? Yeah. What's his thing? So he is the reincarnation of Dracula. Oh. Spoiler alert. So he's a good guy. Uh, he is, but uh, they were kind of branching off as like... So this one is like... If he finds out all this stuff, and uh, peop- the organization is trying to protect him, and then the second one, which is like Area of Sorrow, or not Area of Sorrow, Era of Despair or something, I forget the next one. Uh, basically, it's kind of like Dracula's Castle comes back, and he's like, well, this shouldn't be happening, and they're like, telling him not to go, and he ends up going. It, it's honestly, for being a GBA and then a DS game uh, a series for these two, uh, I'd recommend them. They're really good. They they introduce a newer mechanic where you absorb uh, enemies' abilities and can use them. Uh, this was to the, your this is the one that did that. Uh, I think the one before this tried it and it just wasn't as good. Where this one actually implemented it and it worked out really well. So they went full Kirby on this one. They did. Yeah. That, see, like here, he just got flying armor. So you know, you so. know, it's you know, it was rough for me on this on. Like for Castlevania games, I think my issue with them is that the first one I played was Bloodlines, which was the the level based game. So mm-hmm. now anytime I see a Castlevania where it's actually like the big map and you're tra- traversing the castle and like defeating the enemies, I just I can't do it because I just I pic- I picture it as more of a level game. Well, and see that's why I think everybody you get like the fan base split where people are like uh, Harmony of Despair, the one where you play as Alucard. Dracula's son. Mm-hmm. People are like, oh, that's really good, because I think that was the first one of the 2Ds that did the open map. It's just, uh, yeah, I think the fact that I played Bloodline. if I had played Bloodlines later, I guarantee it would have been like, oh, I hate this one. Like, give me give me my big open map back, but... Oh, no, don't get me wrong. I love me. My Bloodlines is, like, my favorite, and that's because we played with that. That's the only one we ever played, but... Oh, we played the hell uh, out of that. We did play the hell out of that one, but the these the, even the two D ones with the open world they they get better. Um, I think the three D ones need to line. like kind of chill out because they they try a little too hard. But I just whenever I I get like no matter the series I get overwhelmed when there's a big map. Yeah. That was but that was Castlevania. Uh, thankfully, you didn't pull another video a video for this next one because I don't ever know how to explain it. It is Eve Online, Eve Online. I can't believe it's that old. I didn't realize it was made in 2003, and it's still going. Is Eve, is Eve MMO? Basically, yeah. MMO for ships. That's that's my in knowledge space. of it. 
that's my knowledge of it. I tried it. I couldn't get into it. It's, don't get me wrong. The fan base, from my understanding, is really fantastic. It's like one of the few fan bases where like they don't work to together chop- on a lot of things. Or they have like these huge events. They don't threaten to chop your head off if you're brand new to the series. Yeah, <laughs> if I remember correctly, I think it was like last year or the year before, they had a huge battle. They they basically, a huge fan base got a part of. I think, re- not realistically, but based on what you would spend in-game currency compared to the damage done was like $5 million or something. Mm. It's crazy. Like it's, it's a fantastic fan base from my understanding, and it's a very friendly fan base. Yeah, I love it Correct when... Me if I'm wrong. I love it when well I you would know more about them than I would. I love it when a well, fan base is contributing to the efforts and not like, and, and I've seen this kind of with the RTS that I play. But you have people in the fan base that want to like want the game to progress and do better and uh, for the dev to thrive, and then you have people who just want to complain and sit there and moan every time something changes, every mm-hmm. time something doesn't change that they think should be changed. And I, I just really like the fan bases where you're like, no, that's a, that's a really good fan base. That fan base is like fair. They're like asking questions. They like they want they want to know. They want to communicate with the devs. And I think that's something that as we go through these timelines further down the line, you'll start to see more of. You'll start to see that like how it becomes more important and how uh, it helps a game thrive and like becomes long lasting. And we kind of got into a conversation about this before, but I think there's room in a future episode for talking about fan bases and talking about where games mm-hmm. are because I mean, more and more games are becoming a service and less. So like a, here's our game, please stay. We'll update you as things happen. No, like I think the best, I think the games, the devs and the publishers are their best at communicating with their fan base and, you know, having an open dialogue are the games that are thriving, but we'll, we'll get back to more of that. Uh, speaking <laughs> Speaking of thriving, uh, this guy's been thriving for the longest time. May 21st, WarioWare came out. I don't know. Was this the first WarioWare, Josh? Yes. Uh, Wario, just doing Wario stuff here. Let me click through this. So this was the Game Boy one. Okay. Because I think Wario's been on every Nintendo console. If I'm Like a WarioWare game. Uh, not at, well, since then, yes. I believe that is correct. Oh, I'd be so bad at this. My attention span. Like, I'd look... Could you imagine if this was out right now? And, like, so you had your Game Boy in one hand, and then, like, your phone rang, and you picked it up real quick, and then you just completely messed up. Oh, this is a game... Yeah, this is a game you can't... You have to give your full attention to. This is, like, Sudoku for, like, psychopaths. Yeah. (laughs) Get on here. Do your Wario Sudoku. And, uh, yeah, let's go. I, I haven't played any of these, if I'm being honest. I know this is, like, a good party game. Or at least now, back, excuse me. Like the newer versions. The newer versions are more of like a good party game where like this was like a, you want to kill some time and do random uh, things and it had to be more difficult as you could progress. This is how you do it. Hey, do you have a Game Boy? Are you a psychopath? You're going to love WarioWare. We got you, B. <laughs> and if I remember correctly, it sold. Like it was like the highest grossing game of that year, if I remember correctly. Oh, there's a reason they kept doing these, Josh. There's a reason they're still coming out. I mean, correct that. I don't think it was the highest grossing game. I think it was the highest grossing game that Nintendo had developed. Their, their highest grossing develop. game of 20, yeah. 2003, maybe yeah. parts of 2004. Possibly. I'm sorry. May 28th was the Hulk game. Is this the one that tied into the Ang Lee movie? Uh, yes, I believe that is correct. How bad was it? There's not a video. 
You couldn't find a you couldn't find a video. No, no, I didn't find a video, but I didn't put one in there. You didn't put one in there. <laughs> it wasn't. I mean, this is the one I think, uh, if I remember correctly, because I I can't I get them mixed up every once in a while. I think this is one you could run up buildings and jump really far and throw things across like the map, basically. So so there was, it was there was a later Hulk game. I think it was like Hulk Ultimate Destruction or something. I think that came out like I think that was like 2005, 2006. Now that one. When we get to that one, we'll pull video for that one because I think that one was pretty good. But yeah, this one, not so much. Not so much. No. Moving into June, we have Mega Man. Ba- Josh, this better be the only Mega Man with video. This better. Yes, there's, it, there's it is rule. the only Mega Man. With, it is there's the only Mega Man with Josh. video. There's a rule we must atone to. June seventeenth, Mega Man Battle Net or Battle Mega Man Network Network Transmission. Um, let me get the video up for everybody so they can see the one Mega Man game video that we're looking at today. Was this Game Boy? GameCube. GameCube. This is the one that was super hard and people kept dying like on the first or second boss, basically. Okay, I remember seeing footage of this. This looks bad. <laughs> yeah, honestly, once my uh, my ret- uh, Retroid Pocket 2 comes in, it's going to be the first game I play on it. <laughs> so, because I, I question, what I question about this is, so the last 2002 we talked about the the card battlers what was that battle network yeah it's battle network those like were actually pretty good and like the card gameplay wasn't bad and you were moving across the grid this looks awful like no this is their attempt like so they knew with battle network uh that people were like going to be hit and miss because it took away from their 2d platformer where this was like their attempt like okay we're this is a fresh new console this is the first 2D platformer we have on it, and we're going to do the latest iteration of Mega Man. Ew, he's, do- he's doing way too much talking in this 2D game. Yeah, I couldn't find any other videos that were good, so this is the only one. Sorry. <laughs> I'm looking I'm looking for a boss fight. They're talking way too much. Menus. You know what I love in my Mega Man game? My Mega Man games? Menus. Call it Menu Man. <laughs> But I mean, you have to admit, though, for a GameCube game, the graphics aren't that bad. It looks good. Like, if you, like, it looks like it could have been an XBLA game in, like, 2008. Yeah. What was that underwhelming firepower I just saw? I believe that was Final Farewell, last, or most well-known by Vegeta, Majin Vegeta. Vegeta, you didn't have to do that, man. You didn't. You didn't. He just wanted to fight Goku. Josh, have you seen I mean, Cobra? Real quick, have you seen Cobra Kai? I have not. Watch it. It is basically real life Dragon Ball Z. I've only the only thing of it that I've seen is the fight when Daniel's son and uh, I forget the other guy's name. They're in the Johnny. the mechanic shop and they're fighting the whole. Me- yes, the and whole- and it's weird because at that point in the show they're working together and then they just break out into a random fight and it was that scene that made me realize it was like. Oh, this is Goku and Vegeta. Like, yeah, they're working together, but they still hate each other. Uh, June eighteenth, Sonic Adventure. Ooh, excuse me. So- mm, excuse me. Oh my goodness. Top notch quality here. Uh, June eighteenth, Sonic Adventure DX. To- Hiccups. Director's cut. They never tell you. This is if I keep this in the podcast, this will be the director's cut of the podcast. June eighteenth, Sonic Adventure DX director's cut. Thank you for not pulling audio for a Sonic game, Josh, or for pulling video. Well, it's the same game. Like I think they did like three iterations of this before they finally stuck with this one. Okay. So that's why I was like, you know what? 
we're just gonna keep this one and we're not even gonna pull video because everybody knows it literally it's the follow me set me or something like i don't know how that goes but it's like the guitar rift at the beginning when you're going down the street and on the board what um so director's cut what did what what did they add back in that they c- cut off on the Sonic Adventures DX? So if I remember, board? if I remember correctly, it was they added a, a couple new levels, and I think the new endings. I think originally how it ended, it was just ambiguous. Where this one, it ended with you play like as the whole entire like you play both the villains and the good guys to stop the 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 main villain in quotations. Of the game, this is this is the only game from back then that I can think of that has director's cut on it. The only other one I can think of besides this would be the original Resident Evil that had a director's cut come out. I mm-hmm. want to say the year after. And I here's my thing about director's cuts for video games. Uh, what exactly did you cut? Because it's just. It's never like communicated right. It, it always feels like, oh, this wasn't cut from the game. This is something you just wanted to add that wasn't in there originally. I think it was just honestly featured because if I remember correctly with director's cut for Resident Evil, I think all they added was like that invisible zombie mode. Yeah. I think that I, if I'm thinking right, because I know we had both copies, which to me, which to me says this, like director's cut is, hey, the director wanted this version of the game. Well, in, in movies, hey, the director wanted this version of the movie. The studio said, no, this is the version we want. This is what's testing better. This is what we want. So director's cut is basically what didn't make it into the original movie. Which a lot of times is like five minutes worth of scenes, and that's right. it. Right, and you see Sony doing this now with Ghost of Tsushima, and I think, uh, what's the what's the new Kojima one? Death Stranding. They both got director's cuts, and it's like, First of all, Kojima, you don't cut a thing. We can tell because there's 17 hours of uh, cut scenes here. You don't cut a dang thing. Oh, you know if he had his way, it'd be 24 hours of content. My, my, my issue is they call it director's cut, but they're not adding stuff that was cut out of the game. They're adding stuff that they're just adding new features or adding like one new cut. Like, it's just like it's just like when DVDs started doing like the oh this is the R rated version they didn't want you to see in theaters and then maybe you hit like one wiener or like uh, some extra nudity and it's like oh wow like that's what we couldn't handle in theaters <laughs> it's just the most non needed thing like call it something right. else call it Sonic Adventures DX Game of the Year version because and I know I know there's a stigma against that where it's like oh hey like. Did anyone actually call this their game of the year? But if if gaming podcasts or anything, like this could have been anyone's game of the year. <laughs> you can't throw a rock without hitting a gaming podcast. I know this because people have thrown rocks at us. Moving on. We've thrown rocks at them. Moving on. I know I went into a tirade there. June 23rd, Advance Wars 2. I didn't realize this had a subtitle attached to it. Black Hole Rising. Yep. This was, so we looked at the first one previously. Uh, but this this game is just so beautiful. You have to look at each each one. I mean, the fact that they're redoing one and two, oh. and you're getting both. Like, I'm gonna get it. I'm going to get it. There's no questioning it. it. And I'm gonna play it with you. <laughs> you think it looks great? It makes me. It wanna, looks fantastic. It makes me want to go play Into the Breach. Like, it makes me want to boot it up. Right. It makes me want to say, forget this podcast and go play Into the Breach. Oh my God! Turn based turn based action. Oh. Uh, uh. 
It's even though, like for a Game Boy Advance game, like yeah, obviously the graphics are not going to be console worth, like you know, at home console worthy. But for a Game Boy Advance game, this is pretty good. Like you, you didn't get this in every single Game Boy Advance game. For a game that's about to be twenty years old, this looks great. Yes, and even then, the fact that the remake basically held on to a lot of the original concept, but just improved the graphics. Like there's still, if you haven't seen trailers, go look at the trailers. They're still sprite based, aren't they? They're still like it's still like basically looks like this, just like upresed. Exactly. Yeah. And then if you look at like the how they like you know like, when you go into a battle, it shows you the two cutscenes. Yeah. Look fantastic. Now, how did somebody, Josh? You might know this better than me. I, I am learning my capture, my game capturing, my producing of videos and all that stuff as I go. How did someone mm. capture this footage from a Game Boy? This one probably wasn't done on a Game Boy. This is probably done in an emulator. Emulator. Okay. That yeah. makes sense. Otherwise, there were cables you could use to do it. Like there, so there's a special, now at least, I don't know if it was then, they have a special little device you plug into your computer and you pop in your game if you have the physical cartridge and you could actually boot up an emulator on your computer that played from the cartridge. Okay. See, I always wondered that. I remember watching like YouTube videos for tips on like a Dragon Ball Z game. And it always baffled me. I was like, wait, how are they recording this? <laughs> yeah, a lot of times it was either done by emulator or they had a special uh, link cable that would uh, you could connect it to. So basically, And then if you also had the Game Boy or if you had the GameCube adapter where you had the Game Boy Advance slot at the bottom, you could do it that way too. You're telling me, so basically you're telling me it was somebody taking the cartridge, dumping the files onto the computer and playing it from there. Basic, For the most part, basically. Yeah. Early stuff, I'm not 100% sure. I'm sure there was a special way. Like I said, there's that cable. But nowadays, it's mainly emulator. Hey, if you're listening and you used to dump your Game Boy footage onto YouTube, give us a, give us a little insight. We'd love to hear about that. Uh, always interested in learning more about that stuff. All right. Advance Wars, I can't wait for the remakes to come out. I hope that like that does really well for them. And they're like, yeah, let's do another one. I hope so, too. Moving on, uh, another Mega Man game because Josh was going to... Josh is hell bent on putting every Mega Man on this list. Not every, Mega every, Man, just a majority Mega of them. Just a majority Mega of them on this list. He's going. We have to stop him. Uh, Mega Man Battle Network Three. That's more of the card battling, right? Yeah, it, and honestly, it's the same as the last thing. It's just an updated story and new cards, new enemies. So nothing, nothing too different. Honestly, if you want the whole story, they made it a little uh, anime about it really actually pretty good i mean still like obviously it's like pokemon so kid friendly but still good the next up is the number the second entry into one of the greatest trilogies ever told by man june 30th ape escape 2 came out now i realize i, I realize i'm saying this i've never played ape escape 2 i played the heck out of that first one mm-hmm. i oh my goodness i caught every monkey i did all the time trials the little fly thing i was good with the, fly I the little fly thing the hula hoop like i was great with the, the rc hula hoop. car the rc car like ape, ape escape one was the first game to really take advantage of dual shock i think this one didn't really move the needle and that's why i think it's really forgotten they eventually got to a three if i'm remembering correctly this looks rough though i'm not i'm not crazy about how how anime it is so yeah i think so with this one it was just kind of like okay we're it's the same concept all they did was up the graphics but it's not 
So it's, they went like in a little different direction. You thought it would be a little more grainier and a little more, kind of like how Apescape 1 was, but just more fleshed out. This one was more animated to the point where it's like, uh, it wasn't in the right direction. Because even before we, even before we had the first Ape Escape, we had the demo and I played the heck out of that demo too. And like, it was challenging. Like these monkeys were hard to capture. Oh, this guy's really bad. <laughs> hey, he These caught George. Three attempts. He caught George with the jungle. Now, don't get me wrong, though. Just because the graphics don't look good doesn't mean that the gameplay isn't. I would love the trap number two because as much as I love number one, if they're keeping it just about the same, I imagine number two is just as good. I think even I, the boss fights were good. Like even looking this, I think it looks great. I just think, like, if you play one, you don't really need to play two because they're kind of the same thing. I don't. I don't know if two really added any like new weapons or anything. I think it honestly was just more the same. It was them saying, "Oh, hey, we can um, rehash it, but we can rehash better... it and put it on the PS2 instead of Spike. We'll have Jimmy with his little baby monkey. They did. They went full baby Yoda. Like Sony was like, "Hey, if this hits, we could sell plushies of this little baby monkey. The kids will love it." And it didn't hit, thankfully. I hate those cash grabs like that. <laughs> yeah. I, like I said, I'd still try it out. Like, if I ever get a chance, like, where I'm bored and want to go through the trilogy, I, I might consider it. I love first one, so that'll get me through it. And then I'll bite my, you know, gums on the second one. And then I don't think I really remember too much of three, so I might just give it a try just to see. When you do that, let me know, and I'll maybe I'll stick it out with you. All right, fair enough. <clears throat> we get into July. Uh, Tomb Raider, the Angel of Darkness. I wasn't really crazy about Tomb Raider until the reboot series. I, I never understood the big hype. Don't get me wrong. I, I thought they were f they were fun to some aspect, but I remember playing like Tomb Raider two, mm -hmm. the demo, and not understanding the mechanics and how to do stuff. And I said, "This game's really stupid." I remember. I think it was three or two is the first one I tried playing, and the controls were just so tanky. And I know that's weird because what we liked Resident Evil and they were tanky, but at least like. Uh, you didn't have the jump mechanic. You didn't have the climbing mechanic. It was like literally you would just, you turned and ran. That's, that's all it was for Resident Evil. Where this was like, you turned, you ran, you jumped, you shimmied, you, you, you did all this stuff. Well, and I think, I think the tank controls in Resident Evil are really like carried by the camera angles. Yeah. Because you're like, you're more worried about oh, what's, what's around that corner that you, you're okay with being a little tanky. Whereas this, it's behind you. So if something's coming up behind you to attack, you're kind of screwed. And, and yeah, you, like you said, you're just rem trying to remember a lot of different things. Uh, up next, July 17th. I can't believe you didn't pull video for this one because this is a classic. I'm not I skipped past it not realizing it. <laughs> and I'm so mad at myself for doing this it. This is a but... classic. I, I might have to pull. Let me pull one up because I just can't believe that you. And it's getting remade too. So July 17th, it was KOTOR. KOTOR came out from bioware uh those who don't know that's star wars knights of the old republic i really hate i really hate when you go or when you youtube an old game these days and the first things that pop up are is it worth it now should you play it now should it be remade you be remade yes should it be is it worth playing right now the original not really and i've made it my it's aged <laughs> i've made it my personal rule to not click on not click on any thumbnails with a twitcher or a youtuber on it <laughs> yeah i avoid those like the plague because it's always like josh and 
on the count of three, I want you to do your best thumbnail YouTuber face. One, two, three. <laughs> Thank you. It's the same every time. <laughs> if it's not that, it's always like some like weird expression that no one ever uses. Like the... Or they're pointing at something and you're like, you, you, I hate you. I hate you so much. Honestly, if we ever get to that point, just shoot me. Shoot I me did, where I'm at. So I did one. I did one like that. So you know my my Wikipedia game that I do on, mm-hmm. on stream. It was the one where I had to go from Company Heroes two to poop. <laughs> and so basically, the thumbnail was a copy. Uh, like I had the 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 image of Company Heroes two the box. I had an arrow Damn. pointing down to a toilet. It was me standing in front of the toilet, holding my nose, and doing like a Ooh, that smells face. Yeah, that sounds very cringy. Uh, you know what? I was kind of proud of it. It, was, it turned out pretty you good. Be, you could be proud. I just said it sounds cringy. I was proud, Josh. I'm pr- okay, okay I anyway, Kotar. I finally got the video up. I'm trying to find a lightsaber duel here. Like, this is Bioware. This was pre-Jade Empire, pre-Mass Effect, pre-Dragon Age Bioware. This is, what put, this is really what put them on the, the map. This is what put them on EA's We Have to Buy Them and Run Them Into the Ground map. Yes. They're doing pretty good. At that. I mean, the fact that you could practice or you know become a Jedi, and there was pod racing. I you can't forget there was pod that. racing. Hold on, I clicked through a lightsaber fight now. I feel stupid. Here we go. Oh, look at him go! Stabby stab. And based on the fact that it's red and he's shooting lightning, I'm saying he's practicing to be a Sith. Or you know, maybe he's a good guy and he just likes. Like, do you ever think there was a Jedi that was like, "Hey, I really like the red one." <laughs> And like his Jedi master slapped his hand and said, no, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> mm. So I made a big I mean, deal about it. Now we're, now I'm going to turn the video off. We, we got KOTOR. <laughs> we got KOTOR. Great twist. Great twist in that one. Now everybody tries to do that same trope. Oh yeah. Oh, maybe you were the bad guy. The bad guy of the Our- podcast was Josh this entire time. There's only one. There's only one person or one other company that did better than that, and that's the. Um, oh, what's it called? You're the soldier. You're in. Uh, not Baghdad. You're. Um, the white phosphorus. Nick, help me out here. I know oh, we talked about this Spec ups the line. Yeah, spec ups the line. That's the only other one that did a, like a fantastic spin on it. And what? Yeah, sense. So what was that? Two thousand. So we'll talk more about that. But I. Yeah, that game. That game in Bioshock, we'll we'll get yes. we'll get there. We'll get there when we get we'll, there. We'll get we'll, there. Let's go forward. We'll have big old conversations about those. Uh, August, we're moving into August. August fifth was Silent Hill three, the only Silent Hill I played to completion. So what I really liked about this, and I don't know if it's true for the whole series, there was like the combat difficulty, and then there was also the puzzle difficulty. So I don't know if I brought this up on show before, but for example, one of the first puzzles, you're in a bookstore and you have to line up the books in a specific order. On easy difficulty, they just give you the name of the books. On hard, they just give you the descriptions of the books and you have to find out the titles by knowing them. And these are all Shakespeare books. <laughs> and I, re- I really did enjoy that. It was dark. I enjoyed the three. Uh, I enjoyed the camera behind the back. I love that she had a flashlight at all times. Just an eerie game. And if you know, it's very dark too. If you know about the mirror blood room, oh, oh, creepy, just creepy. And in true trilogy fashion, it really, 
really plays on the themes of the first one and calls back to the first one a lot. I don't think there's a lot of callbacks to two. No, two is kind of like its own thing, so I don't think really two did anything like to stick out other than the fact that they had the weird endings. Yeah, which you know, I don't. Now that well, I think this one also had a weird ending, a UFO ending as well. Yeah, it did because it it played on that one. Makes me want to go back to the movies and see if they put like a little nod to like the UFO somewhere. Like maybe it was like a kid's room and there was like a UFO ship like in a corner somewhere. That'd be a very terrible uh, callback to it. Like no, give me something that's just like just like a little toy in a corner somewhere. Like a haha look, haha. I was thinking more like make a joke about it or something. Make it more, you know what I mean? Like don't make it like an item where I have to actually look for it. Make it something that sticks out a little more. Or or do like a South Park and have an alien hidden somewhere. Right. Which I don't know if South Park still does that, but I, I really did enjoy that about South Park looking for those aliens. All right, moving on. Moving out of Silent Hill. Turn turn the si- Silent Hill siren off. Okay, we are now exiting Silent Hill. Please keep your hands and your feet in uh in your capacity uh moving on august 25th was f-zero gx which i think is the only f-zero it was the last f-zero we've seen i don't think we've seen it since the gamecube no i think it's just because there's such a hard game uh, no if i remember correctly this one it was so hard and it was diff- i think it was in development hell for a while as well if i remember correctly so my theory, my theory here is, so this was 2003. Nintendo has Mario Kart and will always have Mario Kart. They tried Diddy Kong Racing. I think that was 97 or 98, some somewhere in that timeline. And then you have F-Zero GX here, which is like their harder racer. I think Nintendo at that point just looked at their portfolio and said, hey, look, we've got, we've got, a race series that's already really popular. We don't really need to be splitting hairs here and going two ways. Let's just keep on going with Mario Kart. We'll add, we'll keep adding CC to the difficulty if people want a hard racing game, but we don't really need to have two racing series. And I think that's why F-Zero kind of took a backseat. Not only that, but let's face it, Captain Falcon, the only reason anybody remembers him is his Falcon Punch. Yeah, he, he is a he's a Smash Brothers staple for sure. Was he yeah. in the Was he in the first Smash Brothers? No, I don't think he was a staple until uh, Melee. Melee, okay. Yeah, so I think that's where that went. Because I mean, you see it, you see it with Nintendo constantly. Uh, I, I think that's why Metroid kind of takes the back seat. They know. I think it kind of goes to their heads because they ha- they own a whole genre. It's called a Metroidvania. Until we come up with a better name for it, like Nintendo's like, oh no, that's our thing, and I. <laughs> Like, oh, they hate they hate that it's called Metroidvania though. They don't like that. Well, it's just like uh, who is it? Like Warner Brothers put a patent on the Nemesis system from the Lord of the Ring games, the Shadow mm-hmm. Shadow games. I'm surprised Nintendo isn't more stingy about that. I mean, they haven't done anything crazy like crazy innovative like the Nemesis system, which it still boggles my mind. We haven't seen that in other games, but. Yeah, Nintendo just see because you you see how stingy they are when it comes to just like I was saying with like community earlier, like Nintendo. Oh, you guys, you guys are the Smash, the competitive Smash people who do it unofficially. We squash that. Oh, you're emulating uh-huh. our game and putting it out for people. Squash. Like Nintendo, and I get it. Emulate like they want to make their money. They got to make their nut. I get that, but 
Nintendo don't do that, man. Nintendo don't do it. <laughs> F zero. Yes. F zero. F zero. Josh is finding these games to send me off into tirades. Josh is just that like, was the whole, that was the whole thing for this one. When Josh, we're gonna have to watch out for Josh making lists because I guarantee he's gonna be like, okay, what's gonna trigger Nick? <laughs> we're gonna this next one won't trigger you. That's not gonna trigger me. I said it won't. Oh, okay. Good. I'm glad that we're not trying to trigger me. No, this one's gonna be the uh, remember the good old days. Soul, Soul Calibur, Calibur two. two. Let me look at the what was, what was the date the on best. This? August 27th. August 27th. I'm sorry. I meant to say that earlier. I, I liked it. I who Okay, so this is when Soul Calibur started doing their guest appearances. I forgot how... Um, oh, wow. Yeah, they're very, um, very suggestive with their female fighters in this game. Uh, well, who was your favorite guest in this first one? It's a toss-up between... Honestly, I would have to say Link just because we had the GameCube version, but Spawn was a pretty good number two. I like to play, I like the feel of Spawn. Hihachi, see, my thing with Hihachi, I hate it when fighting characters guest in fighting games because it's like, why don't I just play them over there? Yeah, like you couldn't get you couldn't get the, the you couldn't get Sly Cooper for the for the PlayStation one. You couldn't get uh, what was another what was another hot PlayStation IP at the time. Couldn't get Crash Bandicoot. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't big on Hihachi just because. Or, or you know, you couldn't go and get uh, you couldn't go and get a Final Fantasy character who has weapons. No, it was, and I think at the, it was really come down to who's willing to hand out like the fact that Nintendo is willing to give Link was like wow. Same with Marvel at the time. Marvel, well, I think Marvel at this point was going bankrupt, so I think they were willing to do anything to get money. So Spawn, the being comics, Marvel was kind of like eh. the comics they aren't selling. We need you. Well, I think Marvel just. Had a pretty good year with uh, Spider-Man. See, another suggestive female character. Her butt's like hanging out. Come on. Come on, Soul Calibur. Do better. <laughs> at least, uh, well, they couldn't. <laughs> at least make Maxie's butt hang out, too. Like, even the playing field here. Like, heck, even... If I remember correctly, this was like the last... So they had this one with guests. Three didn't have any. I think four. Didn't four have... Uh, four had... Was Ninja it? Gaiden. What's his name? No, four had... Four had Yoda and Darth Vader. Darth Vader, that's right. And then I had Star Killer too. Star Killer was in there. I didn't know Star Killer was in I there. I think Star Killer was on there. I think it was DLC. And then five had what's his name? Yeah, I think I think three didn't have one. So yeah, this is like, yeah, okay. Oh, there's. I was looking for Valdo. Yeah, Valdo always creeped me out. Perfect, perfect. Oh, Nightmare too. Nightmare scary. Like some of these characters are scary as hell. I loved me Nightmare. Nightmare was just like a powerful character to me. I don't like I don't like heavies, especially when they're scary like that. Clicking through to see who else he fights. Inferno. I'm just getting nostalgic for these characters. I don't even think Inferno is a playable character. Oh yeah, he just played through the story mode. Okay, that was. And then uh, I also had that cool like campaign where you went through the world map, fighting different characters, collecting different weapons. The uh, the voice. The voice like would like say something epic about the map right as the match was beginning. Yes, he, he uh, feels he feels his sadness void by grabbing his blade and preparing for battle. And then like Hitachi or somebody says something. <laughs> right, that, that's not going to turn this into an explicit episode, Josh. I swear. <laughs> Moving on. Our language September. has been good. We said the H word. We said the A word. Uh, we're 
a clean podcast. September 8th, Final Fantasy Tactics Advance came out. And was this like a requel? Like, did this... No, so this was like... So, it's set in like, it was like a modern time, basically, but you like pick up this book and you get sent back with your friends and you're basically an Ivalice, which is the same setting as uh, Tactics and... 12. Um, yeah, 12. So... And then it had like the rule system where like you you could do one good you had to do one good thing to to, to beat the level and you had could not do one bad thing. A lot of times it was if you lose a character you lose or if you use this weapon you die or so. It was like it was they're trying to add on to the tactics, but in my opinion it didn't do a really good job. So what you're saying is they you should stick if you're gonna play one stick with the original tactics. Exactly, and then if you want to go on, they made a second, uh, made Advance Two. I've never played it, and I've never really seen too much on it, but I imagine it's probably similar to Advance. So, and then locked, buyers beware. Locked together in the release window of time for eternity, Counter Strike apparently came out on Steam and retail. Steam Which, wasn't Steam wasn't out this early, was it? I think it wasn't like a beta, maybe. Hold on, I'm gonna look up when Steam released because I could not tell you. Yeah, I couldn't either. When I saw it said Steam and retail, I was like, "Really? Like, I didn't think Steam was that. I oh. thought that Steam was like, yeah, no, yeah, day and date, September 12th. Yeah, wow. Oh, oh wow. I didn't realize wow. Steam was that. Wow. Didn't realize Steam was that old. My goodness. Either way, the the grandfather of uh, first person shooter at your hip. Basically, and we'll stay that way forever. Never aim down your sights except for two weapons, three weapons. Counter-Strike. Yo, not to take away from Counter-Strike, but if Steam's turning 20 next year, we better get ready for those sales. Get it ready, better be right. a good sale. It better be a good sale. But also, decentralize where you get your games. Go to Epic. Go to GOG. Get your games wherever you want to get them. Don't be locked into one person. Uh, September 16th, Bakhtai. You almost triggered me with that one, Josh. I'm watching you. I'm watching you. <laughs> You I'm watching you. I'm wa- no with a uh, Counter Strike. I'm watching. Oh, <laughs> I've got my good eye on you. How dare you? How dare you, sir? Uh, Boktai was something pretty interesting. This was also this was also Kojima, if I'm remembering correctly. I believe that is correct. Yeah, he uh, he was branching out at this point. He wanted to do, try some new things. He wanted to explore. So this is the one. It was a GBA cartridge. It had a little a little bead that like you had to play it outside and like the sunlight would like keep you powered up so basically what i'm hearing is you could not play this game in the dark you could it just you wouldn't have any suns like like the first area you only have your one weapon your solar gun so like it was necessary to play during the day but uh and even dude cool stuff like this time to sunset it knew like it asked you like what region you're in where you're playing and what your time was to verify it would tell you when sunset was like at some point, you would get, like, melee weapons so you could actually fight things. But, like, when you tried to fight bosses without your solar, it was, like, really hard. Even I... emulating this game, it's really hard. Well, yeah, because, yeah, you have to factor in the sun. And no one's taking their laptop outside or their PC outside. I've always had a soft spot for games that do day-night cycles. And I think they were onto something here. I'm just sad that it never took off. Now, maybe like maybe, like, a phone comes out that, like... You know, if a phone came out that you could charge your phone just by holding it up over the sun for like a minute and like that gave you like 5% or something, wouldn't that be sweet? 
Now think of that would what, be sweet. think of how like a game on a phone like that would work. That would be awesome. Yeah, Kojima. He was smoking stuff back in 2003. <laughs> he was on that good stuff though. He, he I mean us Baktai is, is, is a game that smacks. It smacks. smacks put put, the, put that on the back of the box and smoke it. It's smoking. It. <laughs> September 16th, Dino Crisis 3. A lot of people clamoring for Dino Crisis to make a return and I'm like, you guys remember how rough it was, right? I mean, the first two taking a lot of hints from obviously Resident Evil and then trying to add on to it was like, okay, this is like becoming a bit much. And if I remember correctly, Dawn Crisis 3 is basically on a ship. They're in space. You're on a spaceship. They're in space. And you're they like full... surrounded by dinosaurs. They went full Jason X on this one. Yes. They're like, oh, the dinosaurs are reanimating. How? Science. You all thought, could we do it when you should have been thinking, should we do it? <laughs> Basically, the, the the team that made Dead Space goes, what's one game we could take from and make it better? Dino Crisis 3. Okay, how do you do that? You take away the dinosaurs. Get the dinosaurs out of here. Spoiler alert. Get rid of the dinosaurs and you give us something new. Spoiler alert. Nicole is dead. Uh, locked, locked into... Oh, my God. Uh, locked in on the same day, September 16th, forever in the history books, together forever. The Simpsons Hit and Run also came out. And this game made a splash. My goodness. This is like, in my opinion, at the time, the only good Simpsons game for consoles. I was going to say, the old arcade beat-em-up was really good, but they really, like, they went all in on this, and it was really good. And I know it's a little grainy here, but I think this game still holds up. I think if you put this in a PlayStation or an Xbox right now and went and played it, you'd be like, oh, that looks like poop. But then you'd be like, this is, this is so much fun. Just driving. I think if I remember correctly, for the 360 and PS3, they remastered it for it. Or not remastered, <laughs> but re-released it. This was, oh, so many like little Easter eggs, so many hidden trinkets. Sweet jumps like that one he just took. It was just a fun game overall. I've, it really was. I put a lot of time into this one. I enjoyed it. I'd be willing to go back, honestly. Uh, what is up next? We've got Star Wars Jedi Knight Jedi Academy, September 17th. So I don't know much about this one. Talk to me, Josh. Uh, I don't know much about it either, but it's talked about a lot in the community. And if I remember correctly, I think they just released the first and second to Xbox One and PS4 to be replayed and stuff. So, I mean, it has... Excuse me, I'm sorry. It has a lot of potential, and it's really, it's from my understanding, it's really good. It's no Kotar, but for being its own standalone title, it's good. I yeah, I just I was always very lukewarm on Star Wars games, especially back then. Kotor is probably the only one where I'm like, yeah, I'll play that. Kotar, and then the ones for the Super Nintendo, the Super uh, Star Wars, oh, or what it was were, called. Those were tough. Those were tough, but those were fun too. So one last game here in September, we have DDR Max Two Dance Dance Revolution. Uh, and I and I think this was the first U.S. console release because I know they did like in Japan at least like a PS1 release of it and stuff. But I think this was the first U.S. console release. Yeah, those dance mats were terrible. They were terrible. Like that's first, why it's better to be an arcade. They slid everywhere. Uh, they shorted out really easily. Like, yeah, just go to, if you want to play DDR, go to the arcade. I'm sure dance mats recently, like the more recent ones are better, but they were butt back then. I just remember slipping all the time, like stuff moving. Yeah, don't do it. 
I recommend it not, but I, it's cool that they eventually brought them to consoles. Moving into October, Freedom Fighters. Th- these were the these were the Hitman guys. This was a fun little game. You had a hub. You were collecting people. You were you were plumber brothers. You were basically Mario and Luigi, and you were collecting people to lead an uprising because I think the Soviet Union or Russia took over the U.S. or took over New York at least. Uh, you could see a lot of pieces of this game that like you. This is, so this is still IDOS, I believe. Mm-hmm. You see a lot of pieces that went into uh, Kane and Lynch, a lot of pieces that went into Hitman later on. Fun game. I never beat it, but it was fun the time I spent with I, it. I did. Matt, Matt, our brother Matt loves this game. Oh, it's a great game. It's a fantastic... Honestly, for how old it is, it still holds up to you, and the story is still good. The shooting feels good. I don't. There's no cover in this. Like, you no, can't no take cover, cover, but... but um, you could use your environment around you to protect yourself. Mm-hmm. So, uh, October seventh, a game I hold near and dear to my heart, Henshin a Go Go Baby. This is Beautiful Joe. Uh, this game, I'm surprised that we don't see Capcom like playing around with this game, like playing around with this IP more, because this is hot IP. If like, I record to the only did two, right? They did two, and they did like a party game after two, if I'm remembering correctly. I just think with, you know, superhero IP is on fire right now. You might as well throw your sticks into the fire. Not only that, but this was such a, like, an offbeat comic of a game. Like, it was, re- like, the, the storyline is good. The, um, just the characters were fantastic. And it was playing a trope on, like, you had, like, the old superhero mentoring the new superhero. And it's, he's like... Oh, you have to say these words, and Joe would be like, "Oh, okay, attention yeah. to go, go, baby." And he was just so cheesy, but I loved it so much. Yeah, it's just it's crazy that they haven't dipped back into this well yet. But I, I hope eventually they're like, "Oh yeah, we should probably make more beautiful Joe games." And I think this is also part of their GameCube Five. So yeah, this is on PS2 right here. But this is one of their... So they had a deal with Nintendo to do five exclusive GameCube games, or a timed exclusive at least. And I believe this was one of them. Yeah, it was. And it's a banger. If you can find a copy of this or can find an emulator, I'm not going to tell you where to find it. Uh, play Beautiful Joe, because it is great. All right, powering through. Uh, Jack 2 came out. The thing about Jack 2, uh, and that's Jack 2 as in Jack and Daxter... It added. It got away from like the platforming. There was still some of that, but they added. Uh, they added GTA style, like, oh, here's a big city. You can steal these rocket cars, go wild, and you know what everybody guns, Dirk Jack. I mean, and you know what everybody did. They stole those cars because they loved it. They thought it was a great change. I loved it. I. I mean, honestly, Jack Two is by far the best of all the Jacks. And did you say Dark? Did you say Dark Jack made his appearance in this one, or was he not here until three? No, he was here in this one. Light Jack is number three. Okay, that's right. Jack Two. It was a banger. Naughty Dog kept on bringing him. Max Payne Two. This is still Remedy. Remedy was still around for this one. Very cinematic. It, I think this still looks good, honestly. I know this is up but... Oh, no, we're buffering. We're buffering. We're buffering. Uh, uh, stall, uh, stall. Uh, stall, Football. stall, stall. Uh, oh, we're buffering again. Oh, no. Oh, Lord. Okay, anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah, so... It, 
even you know if, if you looked at like the unres it looks really good for its age like yeah obviously it's an older game but this is like the one of the few rare things where you take a sequel and it's just as good if not better than the first i just remember people at the time were really praising this story and the bullet time just feels so good let's see if he does it. oh no he's just gonna shoot he's gonna shoot in bullet time later okay but you saw you saw them slow-mo their way through that uh, I think this is another story about love, if I remember correctly. Poor Max. Uh, I think Max Payne 3 is still the best. Oh, nope. Still no bullet time. This guy is just running and gunning. Okay. <laughs> Max this guy Payne. knows what he's doing. It's Max a speed Payne. run, Nick. It, oh, it's a speed run? No, I'm totally joking. Oh. It's a speed oh, run wow. that glitching out oh, and everything. There it is. He's diving. I hope he dives with bullet time. No, he's not going to. Okay. Never mind. This guy just doesn't get me. But that's okay. We don't all have to get each other all the time. No, just sometimes. All right, Josh put two more Mega Man games on here, so we need to banish him to the Shadow Realm. Mega I Man didn't X. Pull videos, though. They both came out the same day, so this is Capcom getting greedy. Uh, actually, the Jack 2, Max Payne 2, Mega Man X7, and Mega Man Zero 2 all came out on October 14th. Really confusing to call your game Zero 2. Well, it's because Zero is the character. It's saying it's the Mega Man franchise. You're following Zero, who is a character, and it's the second game. Mm. What what stands out about these two? I'll, you have you have a uh, little bit of time here. X seven, I think they introduce a third character you can play as, and of course it's continuing the X series, which is a fantastic series up until you get to like the X Y series or X Z part of it, which gets really weird and it's not the same. Uh, so you've got that, and then zero zero is like the continuation after X, like it's like a thousand years after the X series, so it's continuing that. Okay. Mega Man time is up. Mega Man time is up, Josh. Um, I think that's the last Mega Man, so we're good. That we'll ever see in this series ever again, because they stopped. No, we'll see. We'll see more. Damn it. There'll be more. There'll be plenty more. October uh, 21st, Castlevania Lament of Innocence. Is this basically another GBA game? No, that one was the PS2. Really? That was uh, 3D rendering. Okay, and it was probably really bad. Uh, It was okay. I mean, it wasn't terrible, but it wasn't the best either. Uh, it well, just beat the, the N64 ones. Gotcha. Locked in on the same day, Crimson Skies High Road to Revenge. I remember this game because there's a scene in it where he's getting ready to uh, be in th- throes of passion with his with a partner. And he's drinking a martini or something, and he asks, can I keep my socks on? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's all you remember? <laughs> that's all I remember. I remember there were planes and stuff. Look at him. He's just so suave. I want the actual gameplay. There we go. I still want to play this game, even though it's almost as old as me. This is like Uh, the one Xbox exclusive that got away from me. It's the one I think I can live without playing because it's obvious. I mean, at the time, yeah, I probably would have played it now. It's like, yeah. Uh, Yeah, you know, it's okay. But no, I, yeah, I really do want to check it out. So maybe that'll be one. That'll be one to check in on once I once I get settled over here with how to emulate. <laughs> I'll teach you. I will teach the boy. All right, moving on. Uh, we get into, looks like we still have a few in October. So Tony Hawk's Underground comes out. And this is the first one you can get off the board. Right, Josh? I believe it is, yeah. Uh, 
No, uh, well, I think you do. Yeah, I think it was either this one or two. One of them you get off the board. I think you can also put your face in this one as well. Uh, so that was fun. Yeah, that's right. So it's another Tony Hawk. Call of Duty comes out. This is for the PC. People were buku crazy for this game. Little did we know what this would lead to. <laughs> copy and paste. This is when copy and paste was born. They're like, wait a minute. We can just copy and paste this? What the hell? I mean, think about it, though. Like, it, it, Call of Duty is the first-person shooter equivalent of a sports game. You add one feature, you remove one feature, and you update your roster. Tell me I'm wrong. Oh, hey, you guys like diving in the game? Well, we took it out two years ago, but here it is again. You can have it back. It's a new feature. <laughs> you like the hit stick feature? Well, now we add a grenade feature. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> uh, moving on. Because I have a feeling we'll be talking about Call of Duty every episode from here on out. Yep. <laughs> November 3rd, True Crime Streets of LA. Now, this is the time when everybody wanted a GTA clone. And the words GTA clone were thrown around so much. Uh, you had this. Uh, I can't name them all, but there were so many. That was the thing that people were trying to emulate was we need the GTA 3 was crazy. We need a clone. We need a clone of GTA yeah, but I think this is like one of the better clones. This is the closest they've got. Because then they tried doing, uh, they did Streets of New York, right? A few, yeah, that a few one years later. And that one I remember was hot garbage, but this one was like a good attempt. The gunplay, and really good fi- gunplay and fighting was really good in this it was one. So good, so so good. And then November fourth, SOCOM two came out, and I think this is where SOCOM really, really came into its own here at this point. Yeah, but of course I threw the multiplayer features for this one. <laughs> it, this looks better than the first one. It plays better, and of course, like we said before, this is where PlayStation flexed its arm, its cannons, and said, "Hey, this is the future." Hey, and they weren't wrong. Like, if I remember correctly, even going into the next, the gen after this one, everybody would not shut up about SOCOM. Like, you still went back and played SOCOM because it was so good. Right. I mean, this looks fun. This, I mean, hell, you give me a, give me a PVE back in 2003. Okay, let's go. That was yeah, that was something very unheard of at the time. Uh, moving right along, we've got up next, Prince of Persia: Sands of Time. Now, this game, this is the game we have to thank for the 20 Assassin's Creeds that have come out, but this game. It just felt, this game felt so good. The prince has weight, like the jumps felt great. The sword, the swords. The stories. I mean, just everything. I mean, there wasn't a bad thing about this game. And this game still looks good. Almost 20 years later, this game still looks good. Now, I know the prince gets edgy down the line. And in his defense, though, he gets chased for the longest time by the. I forget what they call them, but like the, the sand entity, the time entity. Oh, the hacker. Yeah, the hacker. Thank you. Like it makes it makes sense why he gets so much edgier. Like it, he's because at this point he's a prince. He's still learning and everything. So like he gets edgier as he gets older because of the things he's experienced and realizes what's going on. Yeah, he's still he's basically a teenager here. Oh, I just remembered how good it felt to like put a dagger in one of the sand monsters. Mm-hmm. Oh, so good. Oh, and then, yeah, you drank water to heal up. 
Yep. I forgot about that. Oh my god, this game. This game was good. I still think I still think uh two is the best one though of that. Ooh, uh, Josh, be careful. Trilogy. Be careful. Comment I say section. that because comment section's coming for you. Don't get me wrong. No, it, it, Sands of Time is by far like the it's like you have to give it credit. But I think in, in my opinion, two was good because not only did you have the same mechanics and same feelings, but you're being chased the whole time, which was so cool. It was it was the um the Mr. X system before Resident Evil 2 put it in. <laughs> yes. All right, on to on to the next one. On to the next one. Uh, Beyond Good and Evil, a game that we're still waiting on the sequel. Yes, it's never gonna happen. It's hey, I don't think it's gonna happen to me. Actually, put the video up for us. I don't know. This when I played Beyond Good and Evil, I just thought it was okay. So I don't understand the huge hype. Don't get me wrong; it's a good game. I just don't understand like everybody's like, "Oh, this is such a fantastic game!" Like. It's good. It's not like the like, best game ever. It's colorful. It's got a nice little overworld. I think I liked I liked the picture taking and the journalism parts, but yeah, the combat just... is not as good. And like I like, like the, like the shit. Like here. yeah, this this part here is like looks fun to me, but that's probably only like one of like the thirty things you get to do. Right. It just yeah, it didn't stand out to me when I played it. It's okay. I don't know why we need to get all worked up about a sequel maybe or maybe or maybe not happening. Uh, Ratchet and Clank Going Commando. Now, this is where Ratchet and Clank really took off. This also came out November 11th, same as Beyond Good and Evil. It is good. Uh, like we said last last episode, this is like the the one that set up the franchise. Yeah, the the weapon upgrades, uh, new game replayability. Plus was, yes, uh, I think this is the first one that had like a um, an arena. And you, yeah, you put this an arena in the in arena. game and just set me free. Like I'm going to play the arena. And on top of that, you didn't get every single gun when you beat the end the first time. You had to play a second time to get like the upgraded versions of like the rhino or the bomb gloves and. So on and so forth. Like, there's upgradable. Like you had to get them like maxed out to begin with, and you'd come back for the second playthrough and get like the upgraded, upgraded version of them that you had to level up as well. Yeah, this game was dripping with unlockables. I just love that you ranked course, up your guns. <laughs> and then of course you had your experience bar. You had your um, gold bar, uh, gold nuts and screws. Like once you get them, you unlock certain sheets. It was good. It was a fun game. I I always enjoyed it. All right, and then up next, what we got here? This is Legacy of Cain. Defi- of course, you pulled Legacy of Cain, Josh. It's good. Why wouldn't you? It's like it was like <laughs> it was good. This is right up there with Mega Man, Josh. No, it's good. It's fine. <laughs> it's not right up there with Mega Man. Don't give me that. This look, honestly, this look, I found, I know this is up res, but this looks great. His powers were always fun to like. I never played these, but I would watch videos of them. They always looked like a lot of fun. I just, like you said, never, I never got a chance to ever play them. They were just too spooky for me. I didn't. I always thought he was scary because he's an anti-hero, right? Yeah, I think he's anti-hero. Yeah, too spooky for me. Who's this? Wasn't from software. This was. Um, well, hell, now we need to rewind and see who it was. Crystal Dynamics. That's right, and Idos. Uh, the fact that he just threw him up there and spiked him. Like, come on. <laughs> that was. You can't tell cool. me that's not cool. That was pretty cool. I just can't believe this game's 2003. All right, moving along. Uh, 
November 17th, we saw Mario Kart Double Dash and Mario Luigi Superstar Saga release. Superstar Saga is a Game Boy RPG, right? Yep, it's their second attempt at a Mario RPG, and it's the better of them, yeah, in my it's opinion. Okay. I don't think... Like, people... And you'll you'll hear this theme constantly. I think people go crazy over this stuff, and they don't really need to. It's oh, I tell you that. I'm sorry. This is the third attempt at their RPGs, if I remember correctly. I misspoke. It was fine. I I enjoyed my time with it. Would I go back? Probably not. And then Mario Kart Double I Dash, I think, is the Mario Kart that people sleep on. It's it, yeah, it's honestly it's it was good. It was good, but it it was slept on. Yeah. Final uh, November 18th, the next day, we have two games locked in together on this date forever. Actually, three, three. games. Three. Uh, Bless you. Thank you. So those three games locked together were Final Fantasy X2, Manhunt, and 13. Weird triplets here. <laughs> Weird triplets. Well, let's see. You get your girl-on-girl fighting with Final Fantasy X2. You I get mean, your murder manhunt with Manhunt. And 13 was like the weird uncle who's just kind of sitting there taking a sip of his uh, beer. Your weird uncle that likes anime. <laughs> yes. Or cell shading. Actually, I guess technically 13 would be like the perfect combination of uh, anime and Manhunt combined. <laughs> so Final Fantasy X2, here's my question about Riku. She's 15. <laughs> she's older than that in this one, though, because technically it's like two or three years after. So she's 18. She's legal. Oh, God. <laughs> it's just weird because they, yeah, they had no problem like, ah, we're going to sexual. Was she, she wasn't it. Wait, she was in the first one. Yeah, she's in the first one. Okay. The, the. The girl in the black leather wasn't, but she's the cousin no, that's... of the girl that was in the first one. Exactly. She's the cousin of Lulu. Okay. Yeah. I don't think you'd get away with X2 these days. No. And X2 was weird because it did that whole uh, dress sphere system. Yeah, where they change clothes and stuff. Yeah. So it was, it was weird. I don't know. I just know that when I'm fighting, when I'm fighting bad guys in turn base, like I'm not putting my swim trunks on and going out there in my flip flops. Yeah, and it was like it, it, honestly, it was the one time where it's like they like so they saw X two. X two was loved. Or X two X people loved it. It was fantastic. The settings were good. Everything like you know what? Like they were like doing some. Uh, they were snorting lines of coke off their strippers, but and they go like, dude. Josh, why don't we do something clean, similar? Our clean, our clean podcast just got a little dirtier. That's the way they like it. Our clean podcast. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I, yeah. I, See, I, X two is weird, but then man, you get to manhunt. Manhunt. I mean, obviously, a lot of controversy between that because you're watching yourself murder people. Rockstar just got like Rockstar just got like dragged through the mud, and then they're like, they got out of the mud, and they're like. They're like that goofy meme, like, I'll do it again. <laughs> They're like the Trey Parker and Matt Stone of, like, games. Because, like, people make controversy about it. They're like, okay, we can make this a lot worse. And then they made Manhunt. And it was successful. And it was worse. Again, they're like, I'll, I'll do it again. The like, Goofy, get over here. Goofy. <laughs> <laughs> Murder. I'll do it again. Goofy, stop. Stop talking. Uh, I just remember there being a pig man and him being very scary. This, yeah, yeah, so this game was definitely really dark. Uh, a lot of scary moments for sure, but 
people like I don't understand like there's more graphical stuff in like movies like this was not really that bad. This is you the, strangle people. This you is beat the their master heads in. It's it's the fact that you're doing it. Like it, when you're watching a movie, like you're passive. Like this is more. This is the active. Like okay, you just watch Michael Myers stab a guy and stick him on a wall. Oh wait, now it's your turn. Now it's your turn. <laughs> yeah, I think that's where the concern comes in. So I can see that side of it. But also, it, like, it comes with the argument though. With with every everything you do, especially video games. This was an M-rated game. Kids were not allowed to buy M-rated games. Don't make a big deal about kids playing it, because guess what? More than likely, it's the parents who bought it. Retail, well, that retailers were also really bad about upholding the M rating, at least back in the day. Now I know when I worked at a retailer, like I had to be stingy about. All right, let's see an ID there, sir. But also, I remember a parent coming in one specific Christmas and asking if he should get his kid Minecraft or Grand Theft Auto Five. End of the year, and uh, I recommended Minecraft, but I'm pretty sure he left with Grand Theft Auto. That guy doesn't know what he's talking about. And then anybody guarantee you two weeks later, why did you sell me this? Why did you sell me this? My son just shot up on all these. Well, sir, oh. he wouldn't have shot up on all these if he got a Minecraft. Yep. At best, he would say there's a lurker over there, <laughs> and then <laughs> and he'd be like, "What the hell's a lurker? What's a lurker?" And then. 13 was like the comic book first person shooter. Are they re-releasing that? They already re-released it. Okay. I thought I thought so. I wasn't 100% sure. Uh let That's that's the 2003 release window. Uh you know what I just realized? I don't think we is Vice City in there anywhere? Or is Vice City 2002? Peace uh it was PC but uh it was like we it was weird. It said PC was released but it was weird. So I think eh, we might have missed it, but Vice City came out somewhere in this mess. And Vice City, uh, just just to give it its due, like I think the thing that people hold on to about Vice City was that soundtrack and just like the use of it for its theme. Like it was amazing. I love the soundtrack, but I love the you know like everyone they have that weird talk show that they'll do. Oh, the Laz yeah Laszlo's talk show. He brings on (laughs) he brings on a new uh, a nudist. Uh, an open like an open nudist to talk about sexuality, but he, he also brings on like a conservative pastor in the same conversation. It's like, why are you mixing these two people, Laszlo? Vice City was 2002. 2002. The PC release was 2003. I'm sorry, people. Wikipedia has let us down. Our research, our research. Uh, Josh, before we, before we fall apart because of our research, what do you say we get into the news? Let's do it. Read all about it. Latest football scores. Morning paper, morning star. Paper, mister? It's time for old news. Let's start with February. All right, February, Nintendo releases Game Boy Advance SP. It's crazy to think they're just like, what if we had it fold like a wallet and put a light in it? You remember how hard it was? Oh, you remember how hard it was to squint? Does that thing turn on, though? Uh, it's going to be charged, but it does turn on, yeah. Okay. The light was the game changer. Oh, yeah. Well, not only that, but this just feels... Like, obviously, I'm an adult now, so it doesn't feel quite as good. But as a kid, it it just felt better. Well, and the other one was, like, too long, I feel like. Well, yeah, it was, more like, it was just like this, basically. Yeah. With the screen in the middle. If, you, if you're listening, Josh has a Game Boy Advance SP with a snake, t- uh, snake sticker on it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's going to get cleaned off. It was Andy's brother's, okay. but I got it for free. So so moving into March, more Nintendo. Josh 
weighing heavily into Nintendo with the news. Nintendo stops production of the original Game Boy and Game Boy Color worldwide. Goodbye, Game Boy. Yeah, well, this year, this these news articles are you know news moments in the 2003. There wasn't a lot in there. I mean, there was a lot, but a lot of it was like Nintendo. Yeah, and I think it's crazy that they don't even use the Game Boy name anymore just because it's so big. Like, if- and see, I thought they would for sure, but I think it's because they went into the Switch. I think that's the reason why they don't anymore because the Switch is going to be the new name. I think. You know what I think they'll do? I think they'll release an even smaller version of the Switch and call it the uh, Switch Game Boy. No, they'll probably go with like the Micro. Because remember how I remember when the Micro coming out. I thought it was really cool, but I was like, I'm not going to drop a hundred bucks on it. It was like the last year of the Game Boy Two. It's so nice, though. It is. So yeah, they stopped those first two Game Boys. Uh, Enix acquires Square. Yeah, I remember. I remember it was SquareSoft for the longest time, and then Enix was like, "No, now we're Square Enix." Yeah, I remember. I think SquareSoft. It was a SquareSoft up until Final Fantasy X. I think so. Yeah. And then the Enix logo, and people started calling it Enix, and I was like, "Oh, the, I always thought there were two separate companies, but no, no, now they're one." Obsidian gets founded, which is crazy to think because Obsidian. I think their first game is Kotor Two, and it comes yeah, out a it year. Is Kotor it comes 2. out a year from from them coming out, which is crazy. Kotor Two, like, put them on the map. Even though Kotor Two was, it was not as good as. It's not as good as Kotar. It actually put them on the map. Uh, yeah, it's crazy that Obsidian continuously puts these great games out that are like notoriously buggy. But like people, but that's I think that they look towards that for that. But people still love them. Like uh, so that was buggy. I think Fallout New Vegas was a little buggy at launch. New World, New World, like they are very notorious for this. But people still love them, and I, 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 I can see the charm. Uh. No, September 23rd, Nintendo stops production of the, of the NES and the Super SNES. I'm sorry, the SNES. Uh, yeah, so Nintendo is just like, yeah, we got to stop this. Which is crazy. Yeah, I think to at think. this point. I'm surprised they were even going this far with it. I thought for sure by now that the NES would have been done for sure. The Super NES, I could be like, I could believe that. But the NES, really? Yeah, you would have you would have thought like these would have been stopped a while back. But I guess Nintendo is like, no, there's still money in this. We're going to keep going for a little bit. Uh Nokia releases the hybrid Engage. I remember how bad that thing was. You could talk on it like a taco. It was terrible. You had to take the battery <laughs> out. The, the games was terrible. You had to take the battery out to put the game in. Yeah. I'm disappointed you didn't put any end games, Engage games on the chart, Josh. It didn't list any. And then Nintendo states that its next generation console would be fully compatible with the GameCube, which it was. You could play all your GameCube stuff on the Wii. Oh, you forgot the one underneath it because it's blended in with Nokia? But uh, oh, okay. Yep. First PlayStation Portable Prototype shown by Sony. Oh yeah, Jesus. PSP was already in the zeitgeist. We were already talking yeah. about it. Jesus. Because they did that, and then they started showing things for the PS3, and people were like losing their minds over it. So I'm gonna call it now. I think 2003 is probably one of the bigger news years. It was, but it wasn't like so. Like some of the other things I brought were like other companies that had developed games like in the late 80s, early 90s that no one heard of being bought or closed by companies no one even heard of yeah it's yeah nope bye <laughs> so like at this point at, at this point in time like you were either falling out with your company because it was not able to develop anything new or these other bigger companies are making these huge triple a titles that people were eating up left and right and you just couldn't survive 
2003, yeah, 2003 is a banger. I know, I know there's no major console release, but like overall, it was pretty good. Like I said, I fell asleep on it, here. not realizing it. 2003 ended up being more surprising. So, Josh, we forgot to do this last time, so we're going to do 2002 and 2003. 2003, if you're keeping a game, if you can only keep one game, what are you keeping? Uh, oh, man, that's tough. I, I would probably say... I'm going to go with Ratchet & Clank. Uh, they just it, it, Ratchet & Clank Going Commando did a f- superb job making you know improving on the first one and did better by adding more content it was really good okay and i'm gonna go with prince of persia persia even though it led to 20 million assassin's creed games down the road like that prince of persia game just felt great oh my god so much fun and then what are you getting rid of in 2003 man that's that's tough i'd say tactics advance tactics advance no you know you know i love Final fantasy but it just josh the comment section is going to eat you alive let them. I and completely review a terrible review. I'm I'm split between Extreme Beach Volleyball and Final Fantasy X2, just because they were simply just like game devs being horny. Yeah, and like playing towards their horny audience, and I'm just like, no, stop, please. I, I'd probably get rid of the volleyball one because at least X2 is stemming from a story they've told. And I, I don't know where the X2 story goes. I think it's, isn't it Yuna looking for Titus? Yeah, and then she eventually finds out that, like, he somehow didn't survive, but did survive. It makes no sense. It's it's them, like, okay, we want to go on with this, make our first, like, really true sequel. This is how we're going to do it. So at least the, the characters in X2 had stories and were, like, actual characters, whereas Beach Volleyball is like, hey, look at that person wearing a G-string. So Stream Beast Volleyball is going bye-bye. And then going back to 2002 real quick, if I'm keeping a game, I'm keeping Wind Waker. Just because it's Wind Waker. And I'm getting rid of Resident Evil Remake because, because, because then they would do a behind-the-shoulder remake right now if they didn't have already done it. See, I I don't know. I, I disagree with that personally, but it's whatever. Um... Keeping one, um, Metroid Prime. Okay, okay. Getting rid of, uh, just because I don't like them, I don't care for them. I'm going to go with BMX Triple X. Okay, good. Yeah. I'm glad I don't have to put you in horny jail, Josh. Thank you. <laughs> All right, so you put a quiz together for me. It's actually my turn to take a quiz for once. Yeah, so there was no Pokemon games for Nick to quiz me on, guys, or not currently. So I told Nick, okay, how about I do one? And I made it pretty simple. Uh, I went with Silent Hill 3 enemies. I played Silent Hill 3. Don't remember these enemies. I looked up some names before the show, but that was like an hour and some change ago. So we're going to see how this goes. So I have the first one up here, Josh. How many are there? There are six. There are six. And what? Okay, so the six usually in these contests are... The winner gets to pick the game the person the next person does in the speed cap. So how many do I have to get to pick your speed cap game? If you get two, if you get two, I will allow because honestly, I was looking through them like I would never have guessed that because I've not a big fan of Silent Hill, and I never looked at the name, so, so it was only, new to me. I only have to get two to pick your game. Okay, all right. So two. here's this is the first one. I'm gonna guess. Oh, yeah, okay. Um, is this the God? 
It is not. What what is this one? It is Glutton. Glutton? Glutton. G-L-U-T-T-O-N. Okay, I don't remember that one. I don't remember that one on the cheat sheet. Damn it. Up next. Oh, uh, uh This is like uh Scissor Boy. Scissor Boy. Is that your final answer? That's my final answer. It is Pendulum. Pendulum. Oh, the sword waving. Damn it. Damn it. All right. Next one. I got this. Oh, that's... um. Oh, it's off top of my... It's it's something worm. It's the, it's the it's not the gulp worm. Gulp worm is Resident Evil 3. Uh, you know what? I'm going to go with gulp worm. No, I'm just going to give it to you since you said worm. It's split worm. Split worm. Okay. Yeah, because of the split. He kind of looks like a, something I can't say if we want to keep this episode I, I will give it to you because I'm honestly the fact that you said worm was impressive. Uh, this is... What, damn it, why couldn't Pyramid Head make an appearance in 3? Um, is this Corpser? What is it? No. It is Missionary. Missionary. What a dumb name. Dumb. Right? That's, that's what I said. It was when we had these. Oh, this is... um. Oh, uh, is this Glutton? We just did Glutton. I'm going to let you retry that. This is a. Uh, is it Bruiser? Insane Cancer. Insane Cancer. He does look like an insane cancer. Oh, this is a. This is the two-header. It's like the head splitter. It's because it's the two-headed dog. It's like head splitter or something like that. I'll, that's not right, but I'll give you one more chance. You pretty much nailed it almost. What part did I nail? You got well, you okay? So describe it one more time. Uh, splitter, the head splitter. No, no. D- d- what were the other words you used? It's a two-headed dog. Okay, so come on, it's right on the. I'm, I'm gonna give this to you. Come on, two-headed dog. Double head. Two head. Double. Oh my god! Are we gonna split hairs on this? I will give it to you because you pretty much said it. I was like, come on. Yeah. You pretty much. Yeah. I'm really impressed that you got split worm and double head. Like Ooh. I'm giving it to you. I know it's semantics at this point, but the fact that you got two of them, I'm impressed. I'm really disappointed you didn't put the um, the nurse in there. I guess you saw that one. And you're like, that's gonna be easy. Yeah, I saw that one. And I saw uh, the god, and I'm like, I'm not gonna give him the easy ones. All right, so I get to pick your game for the speed cap next week. Ooh, let me. That's gonna be something terrible. Let me run back through this list real quick. So you like Ratchet and Clank, so I'm not gonna give you Ratchet and Clank because I'm evil like that. I'm gonna give you. Hmm. <laughs> looking, looking, looking. I want you to tell me the tale of. Not beach volleyball. Prince of yeah. Persia, Sands of Time. Okay. All right. I can do that. Sweet. I can't wait for you to struggle through that. I'm so excited. I cannot wait. That's going to be a good time. That's 20 minutes of me destroying your childhood and winning at the same time. Well, you know what's fun about that? It's basically a tale of the t- prince telling a tale. <laughs> yeah. And that I always found that fun because like, when you died and you, you were out of rewinds, you, yeah, that didn't happen. 
But no, 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 that's not how it happened. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> I always loved that. So we this this time next week, Josh will be doing a speed cap on Prince of Persia: Sands of Time. We haven't picked a punishment yet. I think we might do that live on the show. Let the winner decide what it is right there. Uh, guys, this has been Smashing Game Times. I'm Nick. You can find me on Twitter at that Kaufman. I'm also on Twitch at Nick Fat Knight. You can find us just about anywhere. We're Smashing Game Time on Twitter. I still got to get the Instagram going here. Instagram's fun. I got to get that going. Josh, where can the people find you? You can currently find me on Twitch and on Twitter at I'm Josh Saying. Josh, when do you stream? I I haven't decided yet. It's been weird with the holidays. We're just now getting back from stuff and finishing up. So I'm hoping to have something planned out by end of this month, end of January. End of January. Okay. Keep it. Keep us posted. I stream on Tuesdays and Thursday nights at 8 p.m. Chicago time. Come by and see me. Nick Fett night again. Thank, big thank you to Alex Marvin Clark for our intro and outro song, Hunt Him Down. Thanks to him, as always. Uh, we have a link to his SoundCloud in our show notes, so check that out. And again, rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts, but Apple Podcasts especially because they look at that stuff. And we're trying to drive, trying to drive those numbers up, trying to get more people on board. I was on a, I was on a thing. There's like over a thousand gaming podcasts, Josh. A thousand gaming, yes. like live, active. And I was digging through them all just to like see what else is out there. It's, it's a wild west. It makes, it makes sense how hard it is to like get things up and going. But we're having fun here. We're doing, we're doing the, we're doing the work. We're having fun. Josh, any last words before we depart? Yeah. Uh, Review, review, review. Like I said, Nick <laughs> roasted me, and he does a terrible job at it, guys. I want, I want, literally, roast me. Josh roast wants me that, in the reviews. Josh wants that real roast, that premium A1 roast. Make it happen. I want that Wendy's Twitter roast. Mm, that's a good roast. That's a very good roast. All right, everybody. We were, we're smashing game times. We'll see you next week for Josh's speed cap of, I, always, I almost called it Always Sunny. <laughs> we'll be... We'll <laughs> be We'll be back next week with Justice Speed Cap of Prince of Persia Sands of Time. Until then, I'm Nick. And I'm Josh. And that is the show. Damn it. That's a terrible outro, Josh. That was a terrible outro. That was a what terrible outro. My brain is fried. <laughs> I, I am Nick. That is Josh. And I am Josh. Josh, say bye to the people. Bye, everybody. Everyone keep having a smashing game time, and we'll see you next time. Wah. Wow.